Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your daily source for everything that's happening with the Wisconsin sports landscape. I'm your co-host, Ryan, joined as always by the passionate Mr. Justin Jolka. A uh, huge show for everyone today. Uh, March Madness is here. We got the, the seeding show. We know where we're at. Uh, we're going to jump right in and look at our seed. Did we get the seed we deserve or, or did we maybe come out a little bit better than we thought we would? And then we're also going to talk about the Michigan State Big Ten tournament recap. And was losing the best thing Wisconsin could have done? Potentially. All of that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. Uh, thanks, as always, for making Locked On Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Run Your Pool is also a sponsor today. Uh, it's brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool is a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. All right, Justin, let's get into this. We had the um, the most anticipated basketball show in the last couple of weeks, which is always the, the seeding show. Wisconsin three seed in the Midwest uh, bracket facing number 14 seed Colgate. Uh, let me kick it to you. What do you think? What were your thoughts? Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I figured we'd get a three, to be quite honest. I knew we fell off the two line. I wasn't sure. It wouldn't have shocked me if they dropped us to a four, given the way we closed the season kind of with a whimper. Um, so I'm happy that we got a three. I think our bracket is actually excellent. Mm-hmm. There's not a team in that region that I'm, you know, super afraid of. I mean, when Kansas is the number one and Kansas has had some pretty mediocre basketball at times, I feel like we're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do think we're facing a lot of athletic teams if we make it out of the first round. I mean, you have LSU, you have Auburn. Auburn Auburn's yeah. athletic defensively. Yep. And they're the two seed in our bracket. Um Let's let's kick it off really quick. Let me give you a, a very short synopsis of Colgate for everyone that's listening. Colgate, uh, the Raiders are coming out of the Patriot League, located actually not that far from me in Hamilton, New York. Really, what Colgate does is shoot. They have a amazingly efficient shooting team, the second best three point shooting team in the country, shooting forty percent as a, as a team, and they also have um, a very veteran team. So their top five scores it's three seniors, two juniors. So it's it's a team that's probably not going to get rattled. They were in the tournament last year, so they have some tournament experience. And um, it's a very balanced team. Again, shoots really, really at a high clip. Uh, one of their best shooters, Jake Ferguson, if you watch him play, it's it's deep, deep range. I mean, think Curry type range, not Curry, anything else. But, you know, three, four feet behind the arc for these guys is, is they're throwing it up. So that's the name of the game. Um, Colgate is a, a very, very good shooting team and a very experienced team, both of which can be dangerous in March. Oh, I agree completely. Uh, we've seen it happen to Badger teams in the past where they just get shot out of the gym. And with our offense sputtering, the difference here is Johnny Davis is not going to see anyone that is truly going to challenge him defensively to probably the second round. Um, Colgate's not going to have anybody that's going to be his level athletically. So he should be able to get downhill. He should be able to score in this game. And I also think that Wall and Hepburn are going to have an advantage most likely in this game over who they're playing. If Davison's hitting, I mean, this will hopefully be a comfortable game. Uh, they are more talented. They should win this game going away. And hopefully they get a chance to rest their starters a little bit down the stretch because it's something we haven't been able to do much this season. I would expect Colgate to play his own, quite frankly. Because um, watching them play, they're not a very big team. They're not a team that's going to be able to clog up the paint. But it's a veteran team. Veteran teams can play matching defenses a little better, mixing it up, knowing Wisconsin's strengths and weaknesses. I would be surprised if there wasn't a heavy dose of zone from Colgate. I watched some of their game earlier this year against Syracuse. It is not a big team. It is not an athletic team. You know, it is what you would expect from a mid-major that shoots a lot. You know, a lot of spacing, Mm -hmm. 
drive and kick and hey, take deep contested threes. And that's what it is. And if they get hot, they're going to beat RB. They're going to be a tough out if they get hot. If, if they don't, Wisconsin could roll them because Wisconsin's going to have the advantage in a lot of spots. The other thing I, I would, I think is important to discuss is even though Wisconsin hasn't played with a, a great deal of uh, defensive tenacity the last couple of weeks, this is the type of team Wisconsin's defense is set up to defend, right? There's mm-hmm. not a monster on the inside. It's a perimeter-based team, and Wisconsin's perimeter Closes defense out the can, three be, point line very well. can be yep. really good, especially if they're really focused on taking that away. So I think that could play into Wisconsin's hands in this game. Oh, yeah, I agree completely, especially when you have somebody like Chucky on the, you know, kind of being the head of the snake to come out and really put pressure on a ball handler. Um, it really causes somebody to have to focus. And if you're not a, a really good gifted handler who has quickness, you're going to have problems with him because he will get into you and he is quick enough that he will definitely take the ball away from you if you're being sloppy with it. And I think you're going to see the ball pressure ramp up for the Badgers in this game. They're going to really play out on the perimeter, force them to drive, force them to take tough mid-range shots, and we'll see how Colgate plays. This this is a game that if Chucky gets in foul trouble, you you can feel comfortable with Davison having to take over at the point Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get out-athleted or have somebody who's going to be able to really pressure him. It's also interesting to note Wisconsin, the, the spread on this game. I don't know if you've seen this yet. I was just looking on Bet Online, one of our one of our great sponsors. Um, the spread the spread on this game is Wisconsin minus seven, which is by far the smallest of any of the four and thirteen matchups. Um, all the other ones are 15, 18. So n- none of that should surprise us, by the way. The way Wisconsin's played in the entire year, a 10-point victory would be would be very surprising. So this is probably gonna be a game that comes down to the end, right? And if you're playing a team that can bang threes and you're coming down to the end. Like if they get the ball with four or five seconds mm-hmm. left, like this, this could be a nail biter. Um, I don't expect Wisconsin to dominate this game. I and mean, we have a, we have a large sample size here, right. Of games where Wisconsin doesn't, even the ones they win, they don't dominate. And you're playing a veteran team. Veteran teams don't go away. I, I will say this, the Wisconsin has played a lot of very good teams or like the, the, the issue that I have taking a look at the big 10 minus Nebraska and Minnesota Effectively, the Big Ten was had a lot of really quality teams this year. Was there a cup? Was was it really top heavy? Not really. You had a lot of parity in the league, and it showed. Given that, like, there was not a lot of weak teams in this league, and I think that plays a factor in the way Wisconsin has looked this season, where they're not blowing teams out. Because there's also teams like Penn State. I mean, there's also that, but Penn State had a couple tournament wins. Yeah, that's not a very – that's a team you should win by more than like two or three. Penn State plays like Wisconsin used to play in prior years where they would just grind you and and make you earn it. Um, What I will say is this, is that if you look at it, Wisconsin didn't have a very pleasant non-conference. They had had two teams that they could beat up on. They unfortunately didn't beat up on them. One of them, you know, was a lot closer than it should have been. And because of that – we're looking at the beginning of the season when they had a bunch of guys who were inexperienced and they've grown a lot. Like if we played a couple of those teams that we played earlier in the year, they probably would be blowouts now because you've had growth from Crowell. You've had growth from Chucky. You've had growth, you know, See, I don't think so. Like this team plays everybody close. I just don't think that's in this team's DNA. 
No, I agree I mean, with so your point. Do you though, think that the, they play down to their? I absolutely their do, point? and I think because they can't shoot, they can't pull away. No, I absolutely agree with your point that the Big Ten is deep. Like there's there's battles in the Big. There's 10. a reason I, there's nine teams in. I absolutely agree with that. Wisconsin's battle tested, but I think it's in their DNA to play close games. I think it just is what it is at this point. Um, and I think this game is probably going to be, you know, a two or three possession game. Which again, if you're playing a veteran team that can shoot the ball. Like I think Wisconsin's going to win. Make no mistake. But that is that is not the way we want this game to play out. Given the fact that we're going to be playing an LSU team that is very athletic and wants to move, and that's not the way you want to be going into the next game tired after a, a drag out, you know, fight for a, a team that you shouldn't be close to. All right, with that, we're going to check out a couple of our sponsors here, and then we'll come back and discuss the MSU recap and decide, did we get what we needed to see out of Wisconsin in that game? But first, our first sponsor is Run Your Pool. March Madness is starting this week. This week, everybody, we finally got there. That means you need to start thinking now about what you're going to be what where you're going to be running your brackets this year are you going for the usual are you going for the best we've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com along with standard brackets run your pool offers game types like survivor or pick pickaxe both are really fun in their own way and they should have options to edit scoring and they have offer more intel to make your picks all stuff you won't find at espn or cbs If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of the madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize up to $1,800, join us at runyourpool.com forward slash locked on. And while you're there... Create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool, and all the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com forward slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize of up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. And also brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums put play your star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best and gameplay that doesn't rely on big spread, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in the gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with sets of players you can choose from. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way for you to get your sports action fix. The simple sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions may apply. And also, thanks again for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Lockdown Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Lockdown Badgers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy and Andy Patton, betting expert Lee Sterling, give you the in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. All right, man, diving into the MSU game here. Um, we did not have a great game against Nebraska. Mm-mm. We came into this 
MSU game, needing to see this team kind of kind of batten down the hatches and buckle up and get ready for the NCAA tournament. I'm not sure we got that. We saw a first half that was effectively a rock fight with two teams looking completely incompetent, shooting the ball and basically just beating up on each other. And then Wisconsin just not being able to get over the hump in the second half and be able to take this game down. Now the defense was not terrible. It was not great in the second half though. They couldn't get stops when they needed them. Uh, They had a couple of timely plays by Chucky. But other than that, this team really just was not great in this game. Yeah, I. It felt like Michigan State wanted it more, which for seeding purposes, they had more to gain. Yeah, they definitely in, had a lot in this in this game. Um, it felt like that a little bit. I will point out that Johnny Davis went three and nineteen. Which mm-hmm. this, if it was a one off, fine. We're now in the midst of a little mini slump for Johnny Davis, going back about five games. He scored 11, 10, 16, 19, and twelve in his his previous five games before this Michigan State game. Now, one of those was the Nebraska game where he got hurt, but. For the rest of them, he hasn't been over 20 in a while. And this is a guy that's averaging up until this last stretch 20 plus mm-hmm. per game. So that's that's concerning right there. But for the game itself, it just felt like Michigan State wanted it a little bit more. And, and frankly, it makes sense. They needed it for seeding more than Wisconsin did. It's I'm not trying to make excuses, but listen, moment our um uh, urgency plays a part in sporting contests, and the Spartans I, needed it more. I, I don't disagree with that. The issue that I have is that intensity is something that is not an on off switch and going into a game like this, if you've kind of developed bad habits of not locking yourself in and being mentally checked in that type of stuff gets you in bad spots, especially to start games. The last thing you want to do is come out against Colgate, let them get confident and play, you know, some sloppy defense or be sloppy with the ball. And suddenly, you know, you're down five or something like that. And Colgate thinks that they can hang with you. And that's the last thing you want to see as a three seed. Wisconsin cannot afford to play basketball that way. They need to get out and get ahead and kind of put the foot on the gas a little bit. Now they may not pull away from them, but they need to prove that they're in control of games. And they have not been doing that very often lately. No, I just don't since Michigan. Was that the last time? Yeah. I mean, they took Michigan apart for sure. Didn't have second half. Um, I just don't think it's in there. Like I said, I just don't think it is who they are. And I would point out even in this Michigan state game where, in, like obviously Michigan State pulled away at the end and made some clutch plays. Um, you know, there were three big threes from Heppard in the second half, you know, big time shots that that really bode well for for going into the tournament as a guy. You're gonna need him to make clutch shots, right? Davison came gonna, around too. And Davison had a good game. Um, and they also held the other the other point on this I'd really like to take out of this going into the Colgate match. If we talked about Colgate's three-point shooting, you know, they held Michigan to 111 from the three-point line. You know, so some of that's Michigan missing shots, but some of that is good perimeter defense from Wisconsin. And I think that bodes well going into the Colgate game where that's going to be the biggest defensive key of the, of, the, of the entire game is keeping Colgate shooters in a wrap. So I'm not too stressed about it. They didn't play that well. Johnny Davis had a terrible game. In fact, I'd like to focus a little bit more on him and just toss this question to you. True or false, he's forcing too many shots right now. Oh, he's definitely forcing too many shots. The problem is, is this offense is really <laughs> struggling to give him easy opportunities. It's not finding him up. Op- options to either ISO where he can take his man off the dribble and clear things out because they, nobody respects any of the other players to that extent that they do Johnny. Like he, he just does not get the opportunity other than occasionally getting past his man for a layup to really get easy shots. It's normally highly contested mid-range jumpers and he hasn't shot well from three since what the 
halfway point of the season? Yeah, it's been at least five or six games. The, the shooting's been yeah. pretty poor. Um, I, the Nebraska game, again, is kind of a weird one because he got hurt, but the rest of them haven't he, been that good recently. He, I, I just don't get it, and I, I feel like I'm being a homer watching him play, but the foul situation watching him where he goes up and just get hammered in games and then nothing gets called, you know, somebody will will knock the ball out of bounds and take risk with it. And we just get a out of bounds play. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Like, I just don't get it. Like I've seen other guys in this league who deserve far less, you know, credit than what he's getting get opportunities. And it's like, I just don't understand why he doesn't get the respect from the refs. Like Johnny doesn't seem like the type of guy who's out there, you know, showing up refs or talking like saying things to them that would get them to give him a bad whistle, but it just seems like he doesn't get a lot of respect. See, I, I actually don't really see that as much. I know you're not the only person that said that. I know other, I've seen other Wisconsin then say that. I don't, I just don't really buy into that too much. Like part of it is he settles for a lot of jumpers and you don't get fouls. Well, he does on that. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking to jumpers. I am, however, talking about when he goes to the rim, it seems like every time they just, they just hammer him. And if, and they're willing to play with it, well, if they're not going to call foul, we get away with it. So be it. Mm. But I think part of the reason why he settled for those jumpers is because he's going to the rim and getting hammered and it's not getting called. And it's like, well, I'm not going to force a shot where I am dribbling into three people and they're not going to call anything. Yeah. Again, I, I guess I don't, I think we may disagree slightly on that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think some of the times he, he goes in, like he's just taking bad shots, right? Like he's yeah. just, one on three. There's there's no doubting that. You know, it's, you're it's a not combination gonna of the get those calls a lot of times. And I thought in the Michigan State game, particularly, there were moments where I, I get it. Like, so this is the tricky part, right? Like he's a he's the best player on the team by far, the most skilled player on the team by far. Right. And he's made a lot of tough shots this year, but there's times when they start doubling you, you just gotta trust your teammates. And mm-hmm. it's tough because the teammates a lot of times have let him down. A lot of missed shots this year have come up. Johnny Davis, you know, great kickouts, but some of those shots against Michigan State, man, you could just tell he was in his own head. Mm-hmm. And there was just – there was no chance. I mean, there was no prayer, he, especially he, late in the second half. We really need him to get right at Colgate because if he can mm-hmm. get right in the tournament, he Wisconsin is primed for a run. Like, Agreed. they are capable – the way they can lock down on defense and with how good they are with the ball not turning it over, they can cause a lot of problem because I will say this, looking at their bracket, there are not a lot of teams that I look at and say – this is a team that can play clean against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be flash. And most of those teams are used to being able to just run and gun on teams. And Wisconsin's not going to let them do it. No, I agree with that. By the way, um, how many points, if you remember, because I know I'm putting you on spot here, how many points came off Wisconsin's bench in this game? One Familiar theme. It is, you are correct, sir. One point. It's off a free Wisconsin's throw bench. by uh, vote, right? Yeah. And meanwhile, Michigan State got 18 off their bench. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we've hammered this theme continuously, but it is just such a starter-laden team. Yeah, I agree. I, it just shocks me that nobody off the bench has any scoring ability whatsoever. Like, how are you guys this bad? Especially when you're getting minutes. I agree. Um, we'll probably do a little bit more in the, uh, in the offseason, but it may be the weakest Badgers basketball bench uh, that we have ever seen in our listening history, at least as, as 30 to 40 year olds. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> so not, not great. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe come March, something will come out of it. 
So coming up in our in our last segment, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about the Big Ten tournament itself. And honestly, kind of a crazy thought here was losing the best thing Wisconsin could have done potentially. Uh, but first, let's get into one of the um, another one of our sponsors for this show, the Great Bet Online. And it's obviously that time of the year, March Madness, uh, the maybe the best time of the year to use Bet Online to get into these games. Uh, it's unbelievable with the, the game starting at 12 and just going throughout the entire day, how much fun you can have with this. All the latest odds, contests, player props, uh, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. By the way, we talked about earlier, Wisconsin on BetOnline is a seven-point favorite. So there you go. Put some action on it if you if you think Wisconsin is going to roll or if you think Colgate's going to keep it close. Uh, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts to help you learn uh, how, what all these things mean, all the terminology, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Justin, let, let's kick into this last segment. I'm really kind of interested in your thoughts here. Uh, we obviously talked about the Michigan State recap. We talked about the fact that Wisconsin landed into three seed, even despite that early that early exit in the tournament. I have this feeling, and I'm gonna just going to posit a theory here, and I'm going to kick it to you. I had this feeling, and I kind of said this before, when I, I have been pretty consistent in the fact that I don't think the Big Ten tournament really matters at all. I don't really care about it. And I would have sat Johnny Davis, right? That's That, that was my stance. I actually think losing was the best thing this team could have done, given their 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 lack of the bench, the, the minutes the starters play, Johnny Davis's nagging ankle injury, and frankly, they just look tired to me. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Honestly, I will say I agree, and the reason why I say that is this. Because of the nature of this team, they require a lot more mental intensity than most teams. They don't get the they don't have the ability to go out there and, and drop big scoring days on teams. And because of that, they have to be very locked in mentally. They cannot afford the turnovers. They can't afford to have the defensive lapses that some of the other teams can. You don't get to play as free and kind of, you know, laissez-faire with the the ball and just kind of not have that pressure on you. Wisconsin this season, for better or worse, has been in a very high pressure season the whole time because every game has been tight and mentally that's fatiguing. So Mm -hmm. yes, them being able to have a little bit of a break here to kind of, you know, clear their heads and, and kind of lock back in again before this game is probably really good for them. Hopefully they got a day to just, you know, get away from basketball before they get started for, for setting up for Colgate. Um, That way they get the opportunity to kind of, you know, revitalize themselves a little bit. I, I think it's a good thing for them at least I'm hopeful. Like this is a double edged mm-hmm. sword, right? If things don't go right, potentially they don't get locked back in and they play sloppy because of the fact that they got out early. That's fair. I mean, it's, it is, it's not like these guys are 37 year old NBA vets, right? That have yeah. 
you know, 18 seasons of wear and tear on their legs. But I do think that they've, when you see some missed free throws in games, you see shooting percentages even worse than normal. You see some mistakes at the end of the play, at the end of clutch time. It feels like a tired team to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the extra break is going to serve this team really well. And let, let me even ask you this question. Like, what helps this team more going into the tournament, the matchup against Colgate? More rest or a matchup against Purdue? Right? Like, Oh, definitely more rest. I mean, there's there's no doubting that whatsoever. I mean, you and I discussed that going into it, that, that a game potentially when we went into our, our Big Ten tournament preview saying that going through a buzzsaw of <laughs> Purdue and Illinois to win that title had things played out in chalk would have been – the worst case scenario going into the NCAA tournament. Like those are high pressure, mentally fatiguing games going into the, the NCAA tournament where you're not going to get a chance to kind of clear your head and, and relax a little bit. And it would be completely unshocking if they had come out and just laid an egg in that situation, hmm. getting out early, you now have time to, to kind of get things right and just focus on some of the things that you haven't been doing well the last few days and hopefully get locked back in. The biggest thing they could have, the, the best thing that could happen in this game against Colgate is Johnny not feel pressured to have to carry the team. And hopefully everyone kind of gets their heads you know, back straight and we can get back to playing and Davison and Wall can be sharp and Chucky can make a few timely plays and, and Johnny can just be Johnny. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in it, actually. Um, and I would also say when I see the Big Ten tournament doesn't matter, right? Obviously the players care. The, yeah. the players are competitors, but it's kind of the advantage of being a fan that you can be a little more strategic. You can look at the bigger picture a little easier, right? Like, and that's true for all fans. If your yeah. team, your NFL team is in week 16 and they're terrible, you want them to lose as a fan, even though the players are trying to win, right? Like this is just for the better good. I think, I think the team's going to come out a lot better. And I think as a fan, it's easy to admit that obviously the players are out there. They're not trying to lose. They, they, it matters to them in the moment. Oh yeah. But I think in the big picture, if you had to put Greg guard in a room, lock the door with a slinging one of those swinging like light bulbs on top that they use interrogation rooms. Right. And ask them, is this kind of nice to get this break? I think he would say yes. I don't disagree. I think he knows better than anyone that the last thing his team needs is to be, you know, worn out going into this because they don't have the luxury of playing the the bench heavy minutes. They don't have anyone that can come in off the bench and provide some scoring and give a lift. So this team needs to be sharp and ready to go heading into this. Is there anything else that you wish you could have saw a little more out of coming out at the end of the season, either the Nebraska game, but mostly the Michigan State game to help you feel better about Colgate and March Madness? Well, the other part is we're kind of having the same issues with our front court that we've had at times this season, where they'll be really good for a stretch of four or five games and then you know downright almost bad for a stretch of three or four games. Crowell and vote haven't been great the last two or three games. Um, they were very good against Purdue, but they have not really done much for us here. Actually, Crowell wasn't great in that Purdue game, but you know, when you're playing ED, if you're playing good defense, you're doing a lot more than it's the aggregate is worth it. So in this case, I think that we really need to see them kind of get it back. I'd like to see good defensive rebounding. It doesn't necessarily be need to be scoring, although Crowell needs to get some scoring. He's the guy that, like, he he should be a 10-point-per-game guy. I'm not asking him for 15 or 20, but he needs to get you 10. Well, this Colgate's going to be the game to do it. I mean, yeah. undersized front court, they're going to help on Johnny a lot. This, that should be a game where Tyler Wall, and to your point, Tyler Wall, but also Kroll, 
Crowell, I mean, he, he needs to be able to be an impact player. Mm-hmm. Right, you have to make him. You have to make defenses pay when they double off you to take. They need to crush them in the paint, and that's one way to to yep. hopefully run away in this game is to just keep pounding him in the paint. You know, you'll get kickouts, but you also have Johnny be able to play downhill. Do you high post Wall in this game? I love well, so I love Wall in the high post. I think he puts a ton of pressure on teams, right? Oh, because he, he drives out the yeah. high post, and then he also can hit people um, off off cuts and, and wide open guys in the corner. So I'm almost against any team. Because if we're talking about them potentially running a, a zone, he's going to be, he's clearly the guy you're going to put there. I could just see it, right? Like this is the the team, you know, an older veteran team from a mid-major conference uh, with time to prepare. That just seems like the team, they're not going to man up Johnny Davis straight up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watched some of their Syracuse game. They came out in a man. Um, they had a lot of issues with Syracuse. Like I, I could definitely see them zoning this up. And then you put wall in the high post and let them go to work. But uh, there's a lot more that we're going to get into with this game. Um, I do. I would say this. My overall, the overall takeaway for me from this bracket from the Big Ten tournament is I don't know if Wisconsin could have done better than getting the three seed in Milwaukee, and that's no, kind of where I, agree I would with that wholeheartedly put my my bow on this one. Yeah, they, it's definitely nice to get a effectively a home game, which it is. All right. On that note, we're going to call it for the night, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can check us out on LockdownBadgers at gmail.com if you want to send us something to, to talk about here, any questions, or check us out on Lockdown Badgers at Twitter. Thanks again for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. And continue tuning in to Lockdown Badgers for the Badger basketball March Madness going on this week, as well as discussion of the uh, spring football going down here with you know recent developments of new coaches and we start breaking in our, uh, our positional breakdowns coming up soon. Now make your second listen locked on NFL draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback, Eric Crocker, bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.